Namaste. My name is Preeti Chaudhary, and we are here on the talent series, talent exclusive, elusive, or endangered, powered by QuestCorp and Quest IT Solutions. Today we are here for episode number four, which is mitigating the great resignation. And for that, I have two very solid leaders, different perspectives, diverse backgrounds, and to add to the whole voice and value of this discussion. So let us welcome Arif Ahmed Sharif from Ether Energy and Sunita Kartikeyan from QuestCorp. Welcome to both of you. And once again, a warm welcome to the audience tuned in today for Talent Exclusive, Elusive or Endangered, episode number four, Mitigating the Great Resignation. I'm your friendly host and facilitator, Preeti Chaudhary. With that, let's dive in straight into this discussion with a couple of quick reminders for the audience. Please remember, this is an open and a conversation which invites you also to put in your queries and comments into the comment section of this live. Please remember to do that while we are talking. Lots of things to talk about and lots of things to ask these two dear friends of mine. So without further ado, let me invite Arif. Arif, please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and also your views on the overarching topic of talent. Why is it exclusive, elusive, or endangered? And then on the micro level of how can we stop this huge, major resignation that is happening? Over to you. Thank you. Sure. Uh, hey, thank you so much, uh, Preeti. Uh, hello, everyone. Good morning. Uh, this is Arif Ahmed Sharif. Uh, I'm the HR leader at Aether Energy. My portfolio includes uh, talent acquisition, talent fulfillment, university relations, employer branding, and uh, internal communications at uh, Aether. I'm a Bangalorean born, brought up. I've spent most of my life in uh, Bangalore. I come with uh, two decades of experience in the HR function. Uh, I have had stints in talent acquisition, uh, HR operations, and uh, business partnering in the past. I have worked for companies like uh, EDS, Honeywell, Philips, Yahoo, and GE before I joined uh, Aether. I joined Aether two years back in July 2019, and it has literally been a roller coaster ride so far. Uh, a bit about uh, uh, you know Aether Energy. Uh, I think most of you would know that uh, Aether is into the space of uh, electric two wheelers. Uh, we are a startup. Uh, we started uh, in 2013-14 uh, timeframe. This company was started by uh, two IIT Chennai uh, uh, students, uh, uh, you know, Swapnil Jain and uh, Tarun Mehta. Uh, so, so basically, uh, as as you all know, automobile is in the midst of a big revolution. Electric is the future of automobiles, and most of the companies are uh, rushing to become electric. And I'm proud to say that Aether is at the forefront of uh, this journey, leading the way in the two-wheeler space, in the electric uh, two-wheeler space. Uh, well, talking about the uh, topic uh, mitigating the great resignations, uh, I think the last 18 to 20 months have been very difficult for a lot of us. Uh, you know, we've seen people go through, uh, you know, job losses, uh, reduced pay, uh, you know, a lot of stress, anxiety, you know, mental and physical, uh, you know, health issues. And, and some of us have even lost our near and dear ones during this pandemic. I think the, because of this pandemic and the 
uncertainties that uh, the pandemic brought with it, a lot of people were stuck in the jobs that uh, they either did not like or were not enjoying. You know, they just had to hang on there for, uh, you know, for this pandemic to recede. And uh, now that, um, you know, the economy is kind of uh, recovering and there are more and more jobs, uh, you know, being offered in the market, I think uh, uh, a lot of people feel that this is the right time to move. So today we see the concept of, uh, you know, large number of people quitting their, uh, you know, current workplace, job hopping, uh, job hopping has become so rampant, uh, I think uh, it, it's kind of becoming a norm. So looking at so many people resigning and exiting the workplace, uh, I think in my opinion, this is nothing uh, less than a turnover tsunami. And uh, all of us know that, uh, you know, employee turnover is a very expensive uh, uh, thing for any business, you know, because, you know, when good employees leave, you know, the productivity takes a hit, um, you know, there is uh, low morale in the uh, teams and, uh, um, you know, and then the colleagues are left to, you know, struggle with, uh, you know, more and more work, you know, and increased workloads. And added to that, we also see a lot of challenges, uh, you know, in hiring talent from the market. Um, you know, you have to make multiple offers. There are multiple offer declines and, uh, you know, till the time the person physically shows into your office, I mean, you're not sure if the person is joining or not, you know. So, so these are the kind of challenges that the, um, you know, corporate world is facing. Uh, I, I would want to reiterate that, um, you know, these are real challenges. Uh, there's no running away from, you know, this fact. Uh, this is going to continue for some time. Uh, I think we have to stop tripping about, uh, uh, you know, all the challenges that we face. I think we have to accept, uh, you know, the challenge. We have to face it and we have to figure out ways to deal with this challenge. So thanks, Preeti, again, for inviting me to the series. Uh, certainly look forward to, um, you know, share my thoughts uh, on this topic and uh, also, uh, you know, look forward to learn from you and uh, Sunita. Thank you. Thank you so much, Arif. And uh, Sunita, just to quickly put things in perspective, you know, the bloodbath that seems to have been happening for the last, I would say, almost 24 months now, not just 18 to 20, you know is right from the northern hemisphere in the US to the southern hemisphere in Australia as well. Just yesterday, I was talking to somebody who were sort of talking about how there is a talent crunch and a shortage, especially in tech talent, even down under, you know, with the proliferation of fintech and a lot of blockchain technology and deep tech sort of startups in Australia. Now they are looking at shortages that have been happening for the past few months and they are deeply sort of getting more and more into kind of a talent recession if you may and they're now open to look at options like in the southeast of asia or, or india for that matter and in fact i suggested that to this friend of mine saying maybe you should look at remote options you know so i just wanted to sort of put things in perspective saying that it is not just a problem which is only in our country but it's a global phenomenon you know so I think with that, uh, Sunita, let me invite you to please again introduce yourself, where you're coming from, where you're going, and your thoughts on um, the overarching theme as well as the micro topic for today, which happens to be how do we mitigate these huge amounts of resignations, especially for the general, uh, the Gen Z rather, wherein if there is no flexibility, then they just append it and they leave for um, different jobs. So over to you, Sunita. Thank you very much.
thank you preeti a uh, very very good morning uh, to all the viewers and to you uh, thank you so much uh, for having me on the show uh, wonderful arif to have you on the panel along with me in terms of my introduction uh, i have been an hr professional for over 20 years uh, i currently lead hr for the workforce management platform globally at questpop uh, switching uh, quickly to today's topic mitigating the great resignation and the war for talent uh let me take a step back uh, to explain and decode on what has given rise to the war for talent uh the it and uh, the new age tech companies have experienced rapid growth in the last 5 to 6 years and the pandemic has further accelerated the growth in the last 18 months unlike any other traditional sector such as manufacturing the new age tech companies and it companies are heavily dependent on people and their business is reliant on talent coming to the business model for an it company what is the product they have the product that an it company has is the code that they develop and the services that they give to the clients similarly in the new age technologies it is all about innovation and breakthrough thinking now because of that they have to really value these employees a lot unfortunately in the process what has happened in the last 5 to 6 years this valuing has got shifted to pampering that kind of put this whole thing into a different fashion altogether so their business model makes them valuable so organization takes care of them differently because of which the employees become pampered so when we as organizations shifted from creating value to pampering we created a problem for us today if you see what is happening i am giving you 20% so the other company is saying 50% so this is a madness who is it helping it is not helping the country as we are losing edges in the outsourcing hub it is not helping the employee because he has a golden handcuff which over a period of time will make him unemployable in, in the near future and we are losing cost as an organization it is us who have created this world if i were to add on in the traditional sectors like manufacturing that have been there for long there are deeper processes they have successions in place they have internal training programs in place in it and the new age company suddenly the growth came so me being from the it sector i can say that we don't have such deeper processes because of that there is huge supply and demand gap issues always the war for talent will persist and companies are not prepared hence i say this calls for a great reprioritization and resignation is just one of the symptoms on this note preeti i would hand it over back to you thank you very much um sunita for those great insights for setting the context and the foundation you know and let me quickly remind the audience once again dear audience if you do not ask your questions you will be none the wiser so i am going to be inviting both the panels a bit more for their views on the topic but in the meantime if anybody has any questions queries or comments do drop them down in the comment section below and we would have a conversation with both the panelists because they are right here to answer and address any queries that you may have with that let me move back to rf and rf uh, would you like to add a bit more share a bit more thoughts around um, you know your own uh, ideas and what maybe sunita has said your own observations so it's over to you rf thank you 
Absolutely. Uh, so I think before we get into uh, talking about mitigating, uh, you know, mitigating the risk of people leaving the organizations, I think it, it is it is important to uh, sit back and uh, analyze why do people leave? You know, uh, in my opinion, there are a few uh, very common uh, uh, reasons as to why, you know, people quit their current organizations. Uh, so one is uh, a lack of uh, appreciation, uh, you know, uh, two, it could be a feeling of, uh, you know, being burnt out, uh, you know, which means uh, being overworked, um, you know, unfair compensation, high workloads, uh, you know, lack of alignment between what you're doing and, uh, you know, the corporate goals. Uh, and then there are things like uh, lack of uh, trust between the manager and the, uh, you know, employee, you know, lack of career uh, and career growth and development uh, ladders. And, um, you know, all, all this lead to, um, you know, disengaged employees. And, and when this continues and if these uh, reasons are not being addressed in time, then people leave. You know, the, the, the problem with unhappy employees is they not only leave the organization, but uh, they also leave a very negative impact, uh, you know, on, on the people uh, you know, existing in the teams. You know, so uh, uh, people leaving is certainly not good. And um, then, you know, this is a, you know, two-pronged uh, uh, issue. You know, on one hand, uh, uh, you know, companies are losing people and losing productivity. On the other hand, it's so difficult to hire, uh, you know, people from the market because the market is really, really upbeat. Um, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry uh, seems to have, uh, you know, two to three offers in their hands. And, and you know, unless you do certain things right, uh, there's no way, you know, you can, you can hire people uh, from the market, nor can you, you know, retain good people, uh, you know, in your organization. So let's look at what are some of the things that we can we can consciously do, you know, to to retain people or mitigate the risk of uh, leaving people. Uh, you know, the first one is, uh, I think uh, we will have to induct right. When I say we'll have to induct right, induction starts right from the time you come up with the, uh, you know, job description, you come up with the, you know, profile of the candidate that you're looking for, uh, you know, and stuff like that. I think it is very, very important to, uh, you know, articulate uh, the purpose uh, for which your organization uh, exists, uh, you know, to have a compelling story, uh, you know, around uh, what your organization does and to be clear about what your brand stands for. So I think I think these are extremely important, uh, you know, not only while hiring, but also you have to reiterate this to your employees time and again. OK, let me talk about my own story here and, and, and how a compelling story helped me. Uh, I spent about eight years in GE before I joined uh, uh, Aether Energy, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I had never heard of Aether Energy before. You know, the first time I heard about Aether Energy was from a, a headhunter. Uh, I think the headhunter did a, did a good job in uh, you know uh, uh, telling me the narrative of uh, you know what the company stands for, the story, and stuff like that. Uh, I think that that certainly enticed me. And then the next best thing that uh, you know I did was to go to the experience center of Aether in Indranagar and uh, you know experience the product myself experience the product experience the people myself you know and and this really changed everything for me you know uh, you know when the electric two-wheeler industries in a nascent stage, uh, you know, uh, here was a company which had developed world-class products, uh, you know, that are extremely good, you know, in, in terms of quality, in terms of performance, in terms of build quality, you know. So here was a classic case, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, this company had created a, you know, 
high benchmark for the electric two wheelers you know if, if somebody had to compete with ether uh, you know they had to they had to really work for three or four years to come closer to ether you know that's the kind of compelling story that ether had created and that is what uh, you know drew my attention to this company you know and and that is how i, I joined this company and otherwise i would have joined uh, you know some of the established company and and i would have carried on my career so i think it's very very important to articulate um, you know your purpose um, you know uh, talk about uh, compelling story and and then talk about uh, you know what your brand stands for you know when when people buy into the story uh, you know they they tend to give their 100% to the organization and and they will stay in the organization you know i think i think that's uh, very very important i think the second thing is uh, you know to have ongoing conversations with employees uh, today, in most of the organizations, the performance management system is is an annual one, and uh, you know, in 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 most of the situations, the managers and employees get together only once a year. I think that is just not enough. Employees need feedback on an ongoing basis. They would like to understand how they are doing. What are the areas you know they have to improve? You know, how can they see more opportunities in the organization and stuff like that? Unless you have you know, ongoing conversations with your employees, you will not understand their mood, you will not understand their pulse. And, um, you know, you will not understand, uh, you know, whether uh, they're really excited or they're bored of the job that they are doing. And uh, I think some of the organizations do a good job, um, you know, here too, they have monthly check-ins, uh, you know, and, and the HR departments actively drive managers to have conversations with uh, employees on an ongoing basis. So uh, in Aether, what we do is, uh, you know, a performance management system is called Vector and the cornerstone of uh, Vector is conversations. You know, we have uh, four, um, you know, performance conversation uh, 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 conversations in a year, you know, which means uh, employees are constantly encouraged to have conversations with their employees, uh, you know, talk about feedback to the employees and, and, and see that people are not getting uh, stuck anywhere. So, so I think the, the intent is not just to rate people and bucket them in different categories, but, but to ensure that there are conversations happening on an ongoing basis. So, so this is a very, very important step and every manager should make it, um, you know, a, a part of their agenda to have ongoing conversations with their employees to know what's, what's uh, happening. Uh, third one is the, um, you know, organization transparency. You know, uh, once an employee uh, is bought into the, uh, uh, you know, the, the purpose, the story, uh, you know, the brand value and stuff like that, then the organization needs to provide constant updates to its employees on what is happening. You know, this could be uh, in terms of the direction that the company is taking, uh, um, you know, the progress that the company has been able to make on certain objectives and goals, you know, the financial progress, the sales performance and stuff like that. So there are different ways of doing this. Uh, you know, one could be through uh, all hands with the uh, CEO and, uh, you know, top management. It could be once a month, it could be once a quarter, depending on the kind of industry that you're operating in. You know, there, there are a few fast-paced industries where you have to constantly give updates as to what is happening. And there are a few established, uh, you know, industries where, you know, a quarterly or a six-monthly, uh, you know, update uh, should be uh, good enough. So, so it's very, very important to keep the employees abreast of what is happening so that they know where the company is headed. They know how they can contribute to the success, uh, you know, of the company. Okay. Uh, and the next uh, important stuff is, um, you know, you have, uh, you have a great purpose. You have your objectives charted out. You have people identified to uh, take care of those goals. And then you have to empower them. 
you know empowerment means allow them to structure the work the way they want uh, you know allow them to structure their teams the way they want allow them to structure their performance reviews uh, uh, you know the way you want if you don't allow that this flexibility if you don't uh, empower people to fail empower people to fall down and uh, you know take the next course uh, then 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 there's no way people will feel uh, you know engaged with the company so so it's very very important to provide flexibility uh to your employees right uh next is uh, you know things like uh, ensuring that your people have the right uh, right tools and uh, uh, technologies to be successful in their jobs you know these could be as simple as uh, you know providing the right uh, hardware right uh, software providing the right infrastructure whether you're working from home or at office uh, you know things like uh, standing desk uh, uh, you know things like uh, you know pantry facilities uh, and and if your job involves travel you know uh, ensure uh, uh, you know that the process of taking advance spending uh, you know money for official purposes is a seamless one uh, right so so you constantly have to look for uh, you know uh, you know uh, easy tools uh, you know for 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 making the lives of uh, your employees uh, uh, you know comfortable uh and then lastly uh, i think uh, you have to have a good reward and recognition mechanism in place when i say rewards and recognitions it it doesn't necessarily mean you have to give promotions or vertical growth uh, to your employees no it could be simple things like uh, you know pat on the back uh, uh, recognizing an employee at a uh, at a team level uh, you know at the uh, organization level you know constantly looking at what people want to do you know as part of their career you know uh, skilling and reskilling people providing them new opportunities to work on uh, you know new projects and, and stuff like that uh, i've known of a lot of companies uh, you know uh, who do this in a beautiful way you know for example uh, you know i worked in ge for about 8 years and and ge has 25 to 30% of their new jobs being filled in by existing people you know so so they encourage uh, internal movements uh, uh, you know so much you know that's why people uh, you know uh, stay in g for so long time and i think uh, even at ather uh, you know we are constantly looking for people who can who can take on new challenges who can lead new projects and stuff like that you know ather today uh, is is in a big transition phase you know we are transitioning from a, a startup company to a young organization we are, we are transitioning from you know concepts to you know products uh, in the market uh, you know uh, you know we, we are we are transitioning from uh, you know our presence in a few cities to multiple cities as we speak we have our presence in more than uh, 17 cities uh, today from from just two cities in, in december 2020 uh, and then the organization uh, is constantly evolving right uh, so so given all this uh, you need uh, committed people to take on new challenges uh, you know people who have the context uh, you know to to uh, take on new challenges and and do well and uh, uh, in ather in the last uh, one and a half years uh, or, or two years i think there's a conscious effort to uh, uh, you know uh, pick people uh, from internally for 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 uh, for for positions that are very very uh, you know niche or important for the organization in fact we have a bunch of uh, you know 8 to 10 people uh, who are so fungible i mean they can move from uh, you know uh, design to manufacturing to uh, uh, sales to you know corporate strategy uh, you know and stuff like that and and, and uh, you know i think we do it so well and and people are so passionate and and people are so committed you know uh, they'll they'll go to any extent to ensure that uh, the company is successful so so i think um, let me give you one another example as to um, you know uh, how how this uh, really helps uh, corporates uh, 
Uh, a year back, uh, we were looking for a very senior position. You know, this was <clears throat> like a you know chief architect. Um, you know, for for a particular uh, division. Um, you know, we engaged a search firm to work on this. Uh, we you know uh, the thing in our mind was you know somebody with gray hair or no hair or uh, you know somebody who had spent 15 plus years of experience. Uh, you know, had worked in big organizations, had uh, you know multinational experience, had global experience and stuff like that. You know, we saw so many people. We spoke to so many people, but uh, you know, we were unable to uh, fill that role. I mean, it, it took nearly seven to eight months for us, and uh, you know, we did extensive searches all over. Uh, you know, and then uh, uh, there was one name from internal teams proposed, and when we actually had a conversation, this person was a great fit for that role. You know, so we had actually wasted seven to eight, eight months in, in finding that person outside. You know, while this guy was sitting right inside the organization you know so there are numerous examples like this um, you know where you have to look internally uh, you know you have to place uh, your bets on certain people you have to put the leap of faith and give them the opportunity and believe me you know when when you put that leap of faith um, you know you know they will they will never disappoint you uh, so i think uh, having a good record you know reward and uh, you know recognition uh, uh, you know mechanism in your organization is extremely important and, and i think we should continuously work for that if you are able to do some of these things uh, well uh, uh, i think uh, uh, we will be able to uh, you know mitigate this problem of uh, people leaving to a large extent over to you thank you so much arif an absolutely fantastic and insightful you know for me what stood out was basically to get your story right be transparent empower your people recognize them when they are doing a good job and before you actually go out looking for people make sure that you're having conversations with people internally to be able to leverage them to that next potential that they have absolutely fantastic and very insightful and we have a first question in the bag but anil i will come to you in just a moment i need to move to sunita next sunita having led the function on a global perspective having worked across industries and clients what in your views are some of the points or reasons how we can sort of stop people from leaving us on mask you know um, so it is over to you my dear friend for your insights and your observations on this micro topic Thank you. Sunita, just a moment, please. Can I? Yeah. So I, I totally echo the, um, the, the sentiments of Arif and the points that Arif uh, put across. Uh, I think it is all bang on. Um, today, I think uh, uh, many organizations are constantly looking for reasons as to why people are, uh, you know, uh, uh, wanting to quit. If you see uh, the top uh, three reasons are seldom, uh, you know, nothing to do with whether it is uh, monetary or whether it is work-life balance or, uh, you know, long work hours. I think uh, the, the other re the, the reasons which are really driving people is when they don't really feel valued by their by their organization, when they don't uh, really feel valued by their uh, managers, right? I think it is important, uh, hence for the organizations, uh, to create uh, the, the pride uh, for their employees, create the purpose, 
respect them and trust them i think these are factors i think culturally if you are able to build this in your work environment uh, that will uh, you know uh, keep your employees going for long and and of course as as arif said i think uh, it is always uh, you know wise to bet on your internal talent reskill them upskill them and uh, uh, and, and even if they are 70 80% ready to take on a role rather look at uh, you know elevating them to uh, to the higher role within the organization rather than getting something from outside and i think uh, uh, i have been uh, i think as part of our uh, uh, role rotation policies in quest or even for that matter in the earlier organizations that i worked we strongly believed in this philosophy and i think that's really worked uh, and it's been a win win uh, both for the organization and uh, for the employees and i think if we are able to do some of these things very consciously uh, we should be able to win that battle over to you priti thank you for that sunita and just to quickly put things in perspective i think there are there's a hiring cost as well as arif mentioned not only in terms of time but also in terms of a cost wherein you end up sort of spending about 25 to 30% of a person's cost to the company on actually rehiring them you know so it's a win win for all concerned i think when you sort of look internally for people that can be then elevated or leveraged to the next role So thank you very much for sharing that. And with that, we have our first audience question. Here is Anil. I am going to pull the question up and read it out. And I'm going to go to Arif, um, to you first with this. I think I would like the perspectives of both the panels because that is what Anil wants from the panel as well. So small question to our panel: How do you retain employees after they reach a point in their role after four to five years, after which we cannot give them? enough growth in terms of salary and role because the next level is manager and we already have a stable mid level how do you deal with this conundrum arif it is over to you thank you arif just a moment please let me unmute you just one second over to you yeah um thanks uh, preeti uh, i think this is a very uh, you know interesting question uh, as i said i think having constant conversations with employees is very very uh, important uh, so i think if you if you have uh, you know ongoing conversations with employees you know uh, you know what are the strengths that this person brings to the table how can you leverage his or her strengths and uh, you know you can be proactive about charting out a role you know it's not that after 4 to 5 years you suddenly uh, discover that uh, you know this role this this person is wanting to get into a certain role which uh, you know does not exist so 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 you know let's not wait for that situation to happen let's have conversations on an ongoing basis you know even after having conversations you could have a situation where uh, there is no role then then you have to have a candid conversation with the candidate and say that hey uh, i think uh, as an organization this is where we stand uh, you know we uh, uh you know we acknowledge uh, uh you know what you want to do your aspirations and stuff like that and uh, you know but unfortunately we don't have a role to support uh, uh, your aspirations at uh, uh, this point in time and and lay out the uh, opportunities that you have uh, uh, you know uh, for the person to choose if he is interested to uh, take any of those uh, you know if not i think Uh, you know you should you should part ways with that uh, employee uh, so so i think uh, uh, unless you talk about the various opportunities available you know it may not 
necessarily be in the same stream that the person is working in you know for example today i'm i'm working in uh, mechanical engineering uh, you know maybe there are no roles in mechanical engineering you know but uh, you should look at adjacent departments you know manufacturing engineer could be an adjacent department you know is there some value that you can bring in there you know quality could be an adjacent department you know uh, do you want to put your hands in quality department and see uh, you know what you want to do so yes i mean these are real situations where you may not have uh, uh, you know the next role for the person in that particular department then you look for uh, you know adjacencies and and see where the person fits and 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 if there is a role well and good uh, otherwise you will have to have this conversation there's no shying away from these kind of conversations um, you know and 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 the employee will, will certainly feel that you've heard uh, him or her you've you've done your best to uh, find something and uh, you know when there was nothing you know the best uh, ways to part uh, ways thank you so much arif absolutely candid and i think that is the need of the hour as well being candid from both the sides not just the employer but employee as well i guess um sunita your views on this question please it's over to you thank you yeah so adding on um, while i think uh, from an employee perspective if i were to answer this if an employee has an aspiration to do a particular role <laughs> there is also a preparation that uh the employee has to do at their level right and i think for that preparation i think uh, the 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 employee should have those open conversation for getting the right support uh the right tools from the organization which can make them ready for the next role which can make them ready for the next level of growth so i think it's a two way process if i were to look at it it cannot be a one way process uh so like we have to have those conversations uh, and i think uh, i think everybody is very unique i think each one of us would have our own uh, career stories our own aspirations and as employees if we take charge of our careers as ceo of our own careers and i think you will find answers and uh, the organization seldom would have lot lot of things to offer always it is i think up to us on how we prepare ourselves to grab those opportunities and make the fullest use of it and i don't think resignation is always the solution you can always make things work the world is not perfect anywhere right i think that's that's my uh, two cents on on this point thank you so much and i'm going to stay with you uh, sunita for the next question and this is from peter i am going to read it out for you what is that we can do to avoid mass attrition predominantly driven by the influence of a peer or mentor or an individual who is content and happy with the current organization sunita attrition driven by influence of a peer or a mentor so is this a domino effect or i, I don't know what exactly i'm i'm trying to interpret the question <laughs> no so, problem so peter i think yeah. predominantly wants to maybe ask about a, an individual or uh, a mentor that has been in the organization for quite a while and that is sort of casting an influence on quite a few people and maybe is the reason for some of them wanting to leave what happens in that situation is i think what he's asking to say peter if you could please put in an additional comment that will also help us but in the meantime sunita i, I think we can start with that thank you over sure. to you so sure. i think uh, see uh, as organizations uh, 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 we have to be very very careful in, in in the way we groom our leaders right i think with the with the changing dynamics uh, with the way the virtual working uh, you know uh, virtual working patterns are emerging Uh, there is a change in in the way you lead your teams right i think uh, 
So there is a lot of uh, focus uh, that is needed in building the leader capability, leadership capabilities to lead your talent uh, uh, to to manage uh, these uh, changes and dynamics. Uh, so, but I think uh, uh, I mean uh, these these uh, uh, managers who are who are uh, like a uh, I would say who, who are not in you know enabling and engaging. Uh, I think will eventually uh, 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 fall out. And I don't think uh, you know. I'm sure it's like the 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 it, it would come 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 to light, and the organizations would be able to make the right uh, fix to to address the challenge. And uh, and I think in the current era, it's very important to have a very healthy uh, uh, workforce, whether it is at a leadership level or whether it is at a uh, larger workforce level. I think from that perspective, uh, I think we need to make sure. Uh, that uh, we 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 uh, prepare them to lead their teams better or if somebody who is not able to do it of course i think there are mechanisms in the organizations to handle and address it so from from the extent that i could understand the question i think <laughs> this is how I, I i can i i could attempt to you know answer this thank you so much and i think um basically peter is right here with his next one i'm going to go to you arif for that um when one individual is leaving the organization for his or her reasons, there is a tendency to take a few of his or her teammates or favorites who aren't contemplating resignation. How do you avoid this extra attrition is his question. Basically, I will come back to you, Sunita, again for this. But let's ask Arif to shed his views on this particular question. Thank you, Peter. And it is over to you, Arif. Thank you. Uh, previous question uh, i think these are real situations where uh, you know uh, an, an individual uh, you know an individual at a manager or a leader level uh, is leaving and then uh, you know all of us are uh, worried that uh, this person may take uh, you know some of uh, his or her team members along you know this is a real situation and we've seen it uh, so many times i think the first thing uh, you know to do in such a situation is to be proactive in communicating about this resignation to the team you know you should be uh, you as a leader or you as the uh, you know uh, hr person should be proactive in talking about this to the team members uh, you know first before they uh, get to know through uh, you know through the rumor mills you know so so talk to them about uh, you know the context uh, you know of this movement uh, you know why this person is moving and uh, uh, you know what is in store uh, you know for us to uh, uh, ensure that there is continuity in the organization who will take over who will stand in i think you you need to be very very transparent uh, with the team and talk about um, you know this resignation i think that's the uh, uh, first thing uh, right uh, and then secondly uh, this is the time where you know uh, you know the department heads the next level has to uh, uh, you know you know be more engaged with the team members you know talk to them you know take on some part of work, you know, start engaging with them, you know, put the confidence that, hey, nothing will uh, fall apart, uh, you know, we're there to support you. And uh, and, and and also it's very, very important to uh, pick, uh, you know, some of the team members who are promising and, and put them in, in, in that place, you know. Uh, with this, uh, you know, you're, you're not only mitigating, uh, uh, you know, the risk of losing other people, but uh, in turn, you're putting confidence that, uh, uh, hey, you know, while this person is going, uh, you know, his position is vacant and, uh, you know, one of you could be a contender for that role or one of you could fit into that 
uh, shoes you know uh, i i think uh, by doing this you will minimize uh, you know some of the attrition uh, while you may not be able to uh, completely stop some people from going but you will certainly be able to minimize some amount of uh, attrition and, and that is what i would uh, recommend we do thank you so much for that arif sunita would you like to share uh, a few other points if you may please no i think as i rightly interpreted earlier this is more a domino effect uh, that we are talking and i think uh, this risk is quite but natural uh, whenever we are losing uh, somebody at a more senior level so there is that risk of uh, the the junior people who are very who closely work with that leader uh, uh, you know uh, at the risk of Uh, you know moving out of the organization so 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 this i think is a very common problem and uh, what i have seen in my personal experience uh, you know most of the times i don't think uh, that is the case right i think people have really become more matured in terms of what their choices are today uh, so people know that it uh, it is not just one person i think it is also about the overall organization what is that that is there for them and of course uh, the constant reiteration from the leadership on uh, you know how uh, you know we how we have a, a you know a personalized plan to to address everyone out there in the organization right uh, it's it's i think until unless we are doing all things right i think some of these things uh, would have the most minimal effect but at the same time we would have these risks and some attritions uh, would happen uh, at some at certain point in time and i think uh, uh, we only have the option to brace up for it and uh, and and we keep doing whatever uh, that we have to do is right for the organization thank you so much and let me just stay with you for the next question sunita because this one is from raghu and he very pointedly asks what is the role of the leadership and learning opportunities in the organization for better relationships with the employees over to you sunita thank you sure so i think learning plays a very very great role uh, for all of us uh, and uh, i think the, the last uh, one year all of us have uh, have to i think had to unlearn and relearn a lot of things in the way we do things right uh, i think from that perspective learning takes a very very huge importance and i think uh, all the organizations uh, you know i have also trying to move from those traditional you know uh, uh, normal learning curves to you know uh, you know some of these uh, uh, you know really i i you know high edge uh, you know i think one 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 aspect also from learning is that we are we are so increasingly getting so digital right i think uh, from uh, there i think there is so much of technology embracement that everybody has to do so there is that unlearning and learning that all of us have to do right and i think uh, that uh, is 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 becoming very very inevitable uh, and uh, uh, i think uh, the leaders today i think have also realized uh, you know in the organizations uh, that building that culture of learning right uh, giving uh, you know constantly reskilling and upskilling right i think some of those things uh, uh, you know have have all drastically changed and uh, and i think that is the way forward and uh, it's 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 very very uh, uh, prominently happening in in all the organizations if you were to ask me today thank you so much for those insights sunita and uh, arif i'm going to come to you next for the next question which is from gautam and it is opportunities to learn are big motivators not only on the job but by way of courses and certifications a large number of mid to large size companies 
who may have the budget for L&D choose not provide such opportunities, either fearing attrition post upskilling or feel that it is possible to replace an employee given the large young working population available. What do you think about that, please? Over to you, Arif. Uh, just give me a second. Let me go through the question again. Um, so what you're saying is uh, the organizations have the budgets, uh, you know, the, they withhold, uh, withhold the learning opportunities for fear of uh, attrition post upskilling. Um, well, I think um, this is again, uh, you know, a real problem, um, you know, but, but just because uh, people are, uh, you know, you fear that people are going to leave. I mean, you can't, you can't stop there and say, I will not upskill my people. Uh, you still have to do, um, you know, what is required uh, for you to do as an organization so that people feel, uh, you know, the organization is invested in them. The organization is, uh, you know, uh, is, is, is uh, taking efforts to, you know, uh, spend money on them, to reskill them uh, and, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, there could be uh, some situations where, uh, you know, people get trained on new skills, technologies, and uh, they may leave. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but then there are other things that you need to do along with that, you know, while you're skilling, you also have to talk about, uh, you know, why the organization is taking this effort to upskill you, uh, you know, what is in store for you, you know, how can you grow in this organization, uh, you know, by by adopting those new techniques, technologies or uh, trainings. So, so, so again, you know, conversations, uh, you know, is a cornerstone of, uh, you know, uh, uh, keeping that engagement alive with uh, employees so so you need to have constant conversations and i think i think you still you you still need to continue doing what you're doing and you may see some attrition but uh, i think that should be okay uh, uh you know i'm sure if you uh, train 10 people not all 10 will leave you know maybe one or two could leave and, and that risk is always there so so you have to live with that uh, in my opinion thank you so much arif and i guess business is all about taking calculated risks Absolutely. in any case whether it is manufacturing, startup, um, fintech, whatever it is, you know, so absolutely spot on. Thank you so much. Sunita, my next question is for you, my dear friend. Do you think it's time to reinvent the wheel in our talent acquisition and HR processes? I know it's a catch-22 situation and a question. What do you honestly think, though? Over to you. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely, Preeti. Uh, there is a clear need uh, to reimagine and redefine our processes uh, to improve our ability to attract, develop, and retain the talent. Uh, whether it is on how we measure a performance or productivity, how we approach our learning or development, our medical health and wellness policies, how do we approach it, how do we approach the work flexibilities, all of these leading to create a better experiences for our employees right i think today you will see a lot of those examples where uh, organizations are constantly redefining uh, various such policies uh, and and we've seen many employers moving away from a five day to a four day work week and i think these shifts uh, are mandatory for all of us and it will keep happening and i think the changes will keep evolving and if we don't keep pace with the changes uh, then we will cease to exist. So, so that's how I will look at uh, look at it as. Thank you so much. And Arif, I am coming to you next. And this one, talent acquisition, talent engagement, talent retention. 
what would be the priority stack right here in between talent acquisition, talent engagement, talent retention, please. <laughs> it is over to you, Arif, for your views on this. Again, very catchy, catch-22 sort of a question. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I think uh, all the three are equally important. Um, you can't look at one uh, you know, in isolation. Uh, I think only if you do all three right, uh, you know, uh, will you be able to succeed in whatever you have set out to uh, achieve? Uh, if you um, overlook one and uh, focus on the other, um, you may lose the game. You know, because uh, today on one side, uh, you know, you are uh, uh, hiring people, and then once you hire people, uh, you know, it's it's the duty of the organization to uh, ensure that they are nurtured, they are developed. Uh, and then once uh, you feel, uh, you know, uh, they come to a level where they can really contribute um, beyond a level, you have to also ensure that they stay in the organization. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a cycle, you know, uh, hiring, developing, retention. So, so you have to constantly keep uh, doing all the three. Uh, but I certainly uh, see some common themes, uh, you know, uh, that if you follow, uh, you will be successful in, in, in all the three. Uh, I think first one is you need to have a, a, a solid USP, you know, unique selling proposition, uh, you know, uh, uh, for your employees. You know, uh, again, uh, I want to talk about the purpose of the company, um, you know, the compelling story that you create around the company, uh, clarifying what your brand stands for. You know, this is not only important while hiring, it is also important while nurturing and developing people. And, and, and it also helps a great deal in uh, retaining people, right? Uh, two, um, you know, being transparent, uh, you know, talking about what is working, what is not working. I mean, you should be the uh, uh, first person to go and tell your employees as to what's happening in the organization other than they, you know, knowing it through news channels or, uh, you know, uh, uh, through the uh, social media. So, you know, maintaining transparency is, is extremely important, right? And, and thirdly, uh, I think you have to move fast, you know, whether it is talent acquisition or whether it is skilling, upskilling, you really have to move fast, you know, uh, especially when there is war out for talent, uh, you know, you can't be taking a month or one and a half month in, in completing the selection process, right? Because the shelf life of a resume is, is just about two weeks, right? And, and, and if you don't take a decision within those two weeks, somebody else, as well you know so it's extremely important to move fast you know by moving fast um, you know you're, you're minimizing the anxiety in the mind of the candidate and the candidate gets there's a good possibility that, that the candidate might get hooked to your company right so so really move fast uh, you know uh, uh, in the recruitment process uh, you know once the selection is done uh, see if you can roll out the offer in a day's time uh, you know I, I'm telling you this will go a long way uh, you know, let me again go back to, um, you know, one of my examples. Uh, in the past, um, you know, uh, I was joining a company, you know, where I was not totally bought in, right? I was like, okay, uh, you know, we will see, you know, it's a good company. Uh, yeah, uh, let me see, let me attend an interview and see. I was not too keen on joining that company, you know. Uh, I go for an interview, uh, you know, uh, the entire interview process gets over in four to five hours, right? And, uh, you know, by the time uh, I reach home, you know, there is an offer sitting in my inbox, you know, you know, that that really, uh, uh, you know, changed my, uh, you know, whole uh, perception about this company. And, and I just grabbed that offer, you know, not that that was that was the most, uh, uh, you know, a great offer at that point in time or whatever, you know, but 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 the sheer speed at which the company moved, uh, you know, uh, they clearly 
talked about their interest in in, in my profile right uh, so so that really changed my mind you know a company that i was contemplating uh, you know whether to uh, join or not uh, you know i took this decision instantly because uh, you know they moved fast uh, right so so it's extremely important to really move fast and then you have to make winning offers to people uh, you know uh, winning offers doesn't necessarily mean uh, you know you 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 hike up the uh, wage bill you 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 know you you make it uh, so high that they become unemployable in the market after that no you know how can you become creative and putting a package together you know how can you really play between fixed variable um, you know uh, retention bonus esops uh, you know uh, benefits related to uh, retention and, and, and stuff like that uh, so so i think uh, yeah uh, coming back to your question i think all three things are extremely important uh, you have to uh, put equal amount of focus on all three um, and, and and the common themes are uh, you know conversations uh, transparency um, you know value proposition I, I think you have to reiterate this time and again uh, to your employees so that it, it, it sings in their minds thank you so much arif and the one thing that stands out from there is constant communication and conversations <laughs> the two c's that are extremely important to me personally so thank you for sharing that sunita um, i think this one is a sort of you know a, a mixed bag here but let's uh, get on with it in any case in a hybrid world are we giving too much attention to remote employees or are we not you know you earlier touched up upon pampering and all the rest of it so i would really like to know how does this play into the whole game and scene of retention of or resignation for that matter so are we paying too much attention or too little attention in a hybrid world to our remote employees my dear sunita this one is for you over to you thank sure, you sure. thank you preeti so uh, again to reflect back a little bit uh, i think flexibility was more forced than organic last year right uh, so and i think now it is uh, time for us to put a structure around it uh, so that it is sustainable and the future is going to be hybrid i think that's how i'm looking at it and i'm sure all the organizations uh, i've also realized it and the rules of the game have changed with technology that is available to support the remote collaboration so today i think uh, whether somebody is physically available on the floor or whether somebody is uh, uh, you know working remotely i think the amount of attention or the the so called pampering i think uh, remains the same because we have so so much advanced when it comes to technology today everything is uh, clearly linked to the outcomes right so today there if there is a what and a uh, how uh, so you clearly know the the how the what part of uh, how the what part was delivered right i think today there are uh, systems to do that so from that perspective uh, uh, we we've lot more advanced uh, and uh, and i think uh, yes we are giving enough attention to the the remote employees uh, very very clearly and i think okay. not, very just remote, not just remote i think everybody everybody in the organization needs that attention <laughs> right absolutely uh, you are right absolutely so thank you for being candid about all those views and your own observed and lived experiences once again i think we have time enough only for so much today and with 
the permission from both of you. I think I'm going to go to Arif to wrap this conversation up. We'll go to go to Arif first and then come back to you, Sunita. Very quickly, are there any sort of bulleted tips and tricks take away for the audience in the whole larger picture of talent and in the micro and pinpointed how to stop the great resignation or how to propagate retention into organizations and corporates. So over to you, Arif. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as I said uh, at the beginning of my talk, I think uh, the problems that we are seeing are real. You know, a huge number of people are leaving the workplace right now. Job, ho job hopping is rampant today. It is becoming the norm. And this will continue for some time. You know, uh, it's not that it's going to stop tomorrow. And and what is that sometime? We don't know. You know, maybe it'll continue for uh, another year or, uh, you know, two. Uh, I think we have to be uh, prepared for it. Uh, you know, we have to accept the challenge. We have to uh, figure out ways to deal with it. Um, and uh, uh, I think uh, in, in such times, uh, you know, uh, there is a big role that leaders have to play. Uh, I think leaders uh, have to have uh, empathy towards their uh, employees. That's extremely, extremely important. You know, just allowing your employees to work remotely is not flexibility, right? There are organizations which allow your employee, which allow their employees to re work remotely, you know, but expect them to log in at eight in the morning and, and stay until, you know, um, seven, eight in the evening, you know, I mean, then that, that is not empowerment, that is not uh, being empathetic, that is not, uh, you know, allowing flexibility, you know. Uh, uh, so, so, uh, so I think, I think you have to be, uh, uh, you have to be sensitive to the needs of people and especially uh, when it's a woman working remotely, you know, she's not only, uh, you know, doing the office work, but she also has to take care of our kids, their online classes, uh, cooking and stuff like that. So it's a double responsibility for a woman, you know. So, so how can you be sensitive to those needs? You know, how can you uh, allow her flexibility to finish some of her, uh, you know, morning course and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, log in for uh, office work, uh, you know, how can you allow her to structure her work, uh, uh, you know, in, in a better way. Uh, I think uh, those things are all very, very important. Uh, and, and I think uh, the future uh, of work will be hybrid. Uh, so as uh, Sunita rightly said, uh, we need to put some structure around, uh, you know, the governance, you know, whether uh, people are coming to office or people are working remotely, you know, we need to have a governance mechanism that allows enough, uh, you know, flexibility for people to uh, operate uh, you know, uh, uh, in their uh, you know comfort zones, and uh, yeah, uh, and 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 about uh, uh, you know hiring. I think uh, you know the talent crunch has been there for a long time. Uh, there will be a demand for uh, good people, and unfortunately, we're all in India, and uh, you know India is a country which has. Uh, talent in abundance you know it's, it's just a matter of uh, reaching out to the right people having the right conversations um, you know uh, having the right kind of engagement with them and, and, and getting them uh, on board uh, so so I think if you have the right mindset uh, and and you, if you have it uh, you know in you to accept the challenge and uh, face the challenge and figure out ways to deal with the challenge I think we'll all be successful thank you so much for that Arif and Last but not the least, my dear friend Sunita, any tips, tricks, takeaways for the audience sure. to actually make sense of any or all of it? Over to you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Preeti. So I would uh, sum it up uh, as the five elements of a successful talent formula. Okay. The first one being we need to instill a talent mindset at all levels of the organization. Every manager, I think, starting with CEO should take responsibility of attracting and retaining the talented people. 
I think that's number one. Number two, creating a winning uh, employee value proposition that attracts and retains the talented people. Whether it's, when I say uh, attractive, uh, winning talent, uh, employee value proposition, it is the competitive salary, the rewards, exciting work, the growth and development, and building a culture of good environment, caring, empathy, the respect and trust, right? All these elements which, uh, which, which create that winning culture and uh, the winning EVPs. Grow great leaders. That's number three, uh, through challenging job experiences and coaching. Number four, recruit talent continuously. I think in a dynamic world that we are, it is important to have that pool of talent in the pipeline across all levels, right? And I think every organization should be far-sighted to have the proactive talent. Lastly, differentiation. We should shower our top performers with opportunities and recognitions, develop the mid performers and help our low performers raise their game or else move them out. So this is how I would like to sum it up, Preeti, in terms of the successful talent formula that we can look at applying. Thank you so much and absolutely spot on. I couldn't have said it or I'm sure nobody can say it any better than that. Those four or five points talent formula is absolutely on point. So thank you for sharing that, Sunita, so candidly. I think with that, we are at the end of this program. You have been with me, your host and facilitator, Preeti Chaudhary, on a six-part series, Talent Exclusive, Elusive or Endangered, powered by QuestCorp and Quest IT Staffing. Today, we were here for episode number four, which is Mitigating the Great Resignation. My very dear panel today, thank you so much for your time. We had Arif from Ather Energy and we had Sunita from QuestCorp. With the permission from my dear friends here, this is Preeti signing off. Until the next time, stay safe, stay sane and stay well. Namaste and Jai Hind. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Arif. And thank you, Sunita. Thank you, Preeti. Thanks, Sunita. Thank you, Arif. Thank you so much, folks. Until the next time, Jai Hind, stay safe.